Dementia is a terrible disease. The mental decline of our loved ones is heartbreaking, and the effects are profound. This condition cannot be cured, but medication and therapy can help. And what better therapy is there than the unconditional love of a dog? On today's episode, we join Layla, a Jack Russell Terrier who visits dementia patients in a Canadian senior center and is, of course, spreading love and joy in a way that only dogs can do. Hello, I'm James Jacobson in Maui, Hawaii. And I'm Claire Mansell in Ottawa, Canada. Welcome to Dog Edition. Where voices from around the world consider all things dog. Dog Edition is the first show designed for you to listen to while you walk your dogs. On today's edition, we're going to meet one very special pooch. You might call her a dementia dog. We know that dogs are calming to spend time with, but did you know that research has shown that dogs can help ease the symptoms of dementia, making patients less agitated and less aggressive. That's what our correspondent Bob Keating discovered when he first took his Jack Russell Layla to a senior centre in British Columbia here in Canada six years ago. We'll meet Bob and Layla. And we'll get into some of the reasons why and how much dogs can reduce anxiety, depression and loneliness in people with dementia. It's an important and fascinating subject, so if you love dogs as much as we do, pause what you're doing, leash up your pup, and let's go for a walk. We've got a lot to talk about on today's episode of Dog Edition. Hey Pepper, want to go for a walk? The number of people diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease and other forms of dementia is increasing in frightening numbers. Researchers aren't sure why, but we're getting dementia more often and earlier on in life. And research is beginning to show just how valuable dogs can be in helping to slow the effects of dementia, as well as being a source of relief for dementia patients. Bob Keating, who is from Nelson, British Columbia, learned this firsthand when he took his Jack Russell Terrier to a local senior center for a visit. And today, Bob joins us. Well, hello, Bob. First of all, always nice to have a Canadian on the show. Uh, can we find out what took you to the senior home to begin with? Where did that idea come from? Well, I wanted to do some volunteer work. And the plan was to go to Mountain Lake Senior Centre to read novels and magazines to residents who live there, because that's what I do for a living. I was a journalist back then. Mountain Lake is this beautiful senior's village on the edge of my city overlooking a lake. And so I thought I should go and read to people with dementia. And I did. And those readings went, eh, I'm going to say, okay. <laughs> so why only okay? Well, I think they appreciated my visits because many of the seniors there have advanced dementia and rarely get out of their communal living spaces, which they call cottages. But I really didn't feel like I was making a connection until one day I brought Layla, who's a lap dog mm. and fits in the cradle of my arm and I can carry her around like a football. And I did. <laughs> and that, that changed things dramatically, as you'll hear when we go into one of the cottages. Hello. Layla's here to visit. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> oh, so lovely. 
ugly. Yes, you are. It's a girl. It's a girl. Yeah. How old is she? Seventeen. Seventeen. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's marvelous. I want you to meet Shirley, who absolutely adores Layla. Shirley tells me she's 102 years old, which <laughs> she isn't. She's 94 and originally from Montreal. But she struggles with memories, even things as simple as how old she is or where she lives. That's typical, right, Bob? Yeah, it is. People with dementia do struggle with the day-to-day -day details of their life. People with advanced dementia, I've found, are the ultimate Buddhists because they live in the present moment. Mm. Past and future are often foggy to them. So Shirley asks me the same questions every time I visit. What's your dog's name? How old is she? Then she smothers Layla with affection. When you say that Alzheimer's patients are the ultimate Buddhists, I kind of think of dogs that way. Yes, they are too. They also live in the moment, especially around mealtime. <laughs> absolutely. And it, it sounds like you absolutely made Shirley's day there. You can hear her glowing in the audio. Yes, Shirley may be confused about the past, but in this moment with Layla, she's absolutely radiant. There are times when I've left Layla with her and she curls up on Shirley's lap for a half hour and falls asleep, both as content as can be. I just love her. I really do. Did you have dogs growing up, Shirley? Oh, yes, always. My mother was crazy for anything like that. And yeah. you? Do you remember? Me? Yeah, I'm like that too. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just love animals. And, and she seems to know, know it too, very much, because she's always up. At, and then she's looking at me all, all the time. And well, she's lovely. <laughs> she seems to like you quite a bit. <laughs> well, I just, I just love her. <laughs> you love me, yes. So you have these people who've grown up and spent their entire lives with dogs and are clearly passionate about them. I'm guessing that these visits really fulfilling a need because that's bringing them into contact with something that they're very passionate about. Mm. Yeah, I think there's a need filled here. I'll take you into another cottage, and we'll hear more. This is Elsie's room. Elsie's 84, and her mind is still quite sharp, but her body is worn. She's in a wheelchair and on oxygen, so a care aid helps with her oxygen tank as I arrive in the door. Hello, Elsie. Hello, sweet dog. Isn't she adorable? Yes, I like her. I love her. Yes. Oh, my God. I haven't seen you for a long time. Do you want to take her, Elsie? Yeah, sure. Come here, babe. Oh, that's my darling. Yes, you're going to be okay. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Elsie loves Layla so much, she keeps a bag of doggy treats in her room just for these visits. How perfect. Yeah, I know. Elsie was raised in Belgium and, like Shirley, always had dogs right from the time she was born. Born in Germany and mother till I was six years old. And then we moved to Belgium at the end of the war, you know. Well, the funny part is, when I was a baby, she would put me in the pram, what we call, and put me outside. And then she had the German shepherds babysit me. <laughs> Sorry. He babysat me. I was, was my first love, the dog. <laughs> Your first love was a dog because a dog babysat you. That's right, yeah. 
Yeah, I thought that was funny, but it's true. Do you think Layla's visits brighten people's lives? Yeah, she's very important to us. We're looking forward to having her. And I see the way she likes to tweet. <laughs> How old is she? 17. 17? Oh, Layla, you're almost going to doggy heaven, huh? We hope not anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, that's the hardest part, huh? Oh, yeah, sweetheart. Oh, she's so nice. Mm. So it's really interesting that, you know, she's basically talking about heaven, doggy heaven, when she's up there in age. So it's a, it's a point for them to connect and relate. Yes, I think so. They're about the same age. Actually, Layla in dog years is a little older. And they both are headed toward their version of heaven to meet their gods. But it's like a relatable object that these patients can connect with that is outside of their own body, but they can share a similar journey. Exactly. I love the image as well of the German shepherd protecting the pram outside (laughs) and how vivid that image was still in her mind, which of course is typical of dementia patients that she remembers that so well, but yet not the details of perhaps what happened yesterday. Yeah, I think that is pretty typical. And as I move from cottage to cottage and Layla gets showered with attention and love, one thing I've noted in the six years since I've been going there is regardless of how debilitating the dementia, residents do, like you said, always remember a dog. Mm -hmm. They may not, as you said, remember the name of their own children, but the sight of a dog triggers memory and brightens their day too. It sounds like Layla is just absolutely marvelous with, with dementia patients. Has she gotten any special training to do that? No, no, she's not a specially trained therapy dog. But before I did go to the seniors village, they asked that I take her for a temperament test to ensure she would be a fit and she passed easily. Mm. I'm going to be upfront here. She is full Jack Russell with me, meeting very strong-willed and almost cat-like in her behavior. But she is. She's wonderful with dementia patients. So she really changes her personality to, to be with the audience. Does she ever? She's able to adapt. Yeah. Wow. And I often find, too, that she knows the people that need her most. And she curls up and she is so good with them. Yeah, we've talked about that on this show before, about children who have learning disabilities and how dogs are used in classrooms because they are able to identify the individuals who really would benefit from the companionship. So, Bob, how did this all start? Take us to the beginning. Okay. But for that, I want you to meet Sandra Growich who's Mountain Lake's Life Enrichment Coordinator. She was the one who first brought me in as a volunteer. We're always looking for volunteers, yeah. If they've got a dog, that's even better. (laughs) Why if they've got a dog? You know, a lot of the people living at Mountain Lake have had animals and pets in their lives, throughout their life. And often once they move into long-term care or assisted living, they're often not able to care for pets anymore so they can't bring their pets with them whenever we're able to have volunteers or staff members family and friends come and visit with their pets it really brightens the day of the residents who live here Layla in particular she's a very calm very relaxed pretty chill dog and so our residents being able to hold her to pet her without you know a big reaction is is really comforting for them yeah so something to talk about something that initiates conversation something that's known to them and stuck in their long-term memory so they're able to to communicate and to express that do you think it helps more than enrich their life actually might help them cognitively? I think so. Again, I think it's those those memories and that knowledge that's stuck back in the mind that we don't lose with dementia. That's still there. It can help to bring that out. 
We're going to take a break right here, but when we come back, let's get into the science and research behind why dogs are beneficial for working with dementia patients. We'll be right back. And now, a message from your dog. Oh, every day with you is like a day at the beach, and I want as many beach days as possible. I want to run. I want to sniff. Ooh, I want to find a good stick to carry. I want to roll in the grass. And warm my belly in the sun. I want to walk with you, run with you, sleep with you, eat with you. And when I eat with you, I want ever pup. The green, glassy beef liver smell wakes my senses. You may not realize this, but it tastes like homemade gravy. It infuses any food you give me with healthy life vibrancy. Oh, I can feel it. Ever pup traveling to every cell in my body, nourishing each one. I'm so grateful to be your dog and for the ever pup you give me. So now that you know what your dog wants, get Everpup, the ultimate dog supplement. Everpup is available in select pet shops and on Amazon. But to get the best price possible, join the Everpup Club at everpupclub.com, where you'll get your first jar for just $8 with free shipping anywhere in the U.S. Go to everpupclub.com and use the discount code DPN. That is everpupclub.com. Everpup every day. Welcome back. Now, before the break, we were listening to a fascinating interview with Sandra Grovich, where she mentioned, Bob, that dogs, merely by being in the room, have the power to unlock memories of dementia patients. And I found that idea fascinating. Is there any evidence of this or is it purely anecdotal? I was curious about that very thing. So I decided to consult with a doctor who specializes in geriatric care. That's Dr. Kevin McKechnie. He's chief of staff at the hospital here, and about a third of his patients are seniors and many have dementia. Dr. McKechnie actually has many patients at Mountain Lake. And I talked to him in his backyard with his dog, Biscuit, at his side. How appropriate. Oh, there's there's no doubt about it. That companionship piece, I don't think it's a stretch to say that that, that can really make it or break it for people that are struggling with dementia. In what way? I think that, you know, dementia, one of the elements of it is a disorientation. And, uh, you know, I I can only speak to what I see in my own practice. Um, But what I do see is that folks who who have been given a a diagnosis of dementia tend to accelerate more, more quickly and more profoundly if there aren't supports around. In other words, when... uh, when people are by themselves without a lot of uh, family or other companionship around, they, they do tend to deteriorate much more quickly. And those that feel supported seem to have a more gentle and gradual course. And a dog or pet can offer that support? You know, Bob, I think in some ways a, a, a pet can provide that support unequivocally and in ways sometimes that people are unable to. You know, when people are struggling with dementia, a lot of the things that we take for granted around, you know, language and and verbal understanding and so forth, those things tend to disappear pretty quickly. But 
the all of the the emotional languages stay intact or certainly uh, the last to go and that's where that's where an animal a companion animal can provide those things kind of untarnished if you will by by a lot of the the talk and um, and that sort of thing that, that that can be confusing or distressing to somebody with dementia i found that in visiting mountain lake is that regardless of the of the depth of dementia they always understand dog and it brings instant joy almost every time you're not a neurologist but would you say it could potentially even help stave off the effects of dementia or at least slow it well it's, that's it's an interesting question and and again i can i can only speak to it anecdotally but you know what i would say is that is that human relationships tend to be complex um relationships that that people have with their dog are are, are free of those kind of complications and just a lot more pure and and allows for a sort of a, a two-way interchange of of love so i want to ask you a few things that he was talking about bob he said that dogs are calming and beneficial even at times better than people which i think makes sense and we all as dog lovers know that but where's the research where's the science that shows there there must be some stuff for this yeah there's been all kinds of studies done on this very thing some of the most recent have been done through the university of nebraska And the findings were that dogs can give Alzheimer's patients relief from what's known as sundown syndrome. They found that in the evening, people with dementia often become most restless, agitated and aggressive, Mm. and will even bite and kick carriades or relatives when this sundown syndrome really kicks in. Mm. The Nebraska study determined trained and certified therapy dogs do improve the quality of life for people with Alzheimer's patients, and particularly in the evening when the syndrome comes on, and when dogs are needed most. Wow, that's profound. And we will link to that study in the show notes. Are there other studies as well? Yeah, there is. One of the most exhaustive studies was a Swedish study, which found that therapy dogs can affect people with dementia by minimizing agitation and other behaviors such as apathy and aggression while improving their quality of life and their social interaction with others. That's a direct quote from this study. Hmm. That study found that moments with therapy dogs gave patients empowerment despite symptoms of the disease and may have given rise to a sense of being important, needed, meaningful, all of these things with the dogs present. In short, therapy dogs improved lives, they found in the Swedish study, in the short term at least, but that's where people live with dementia, as we said. And I'm thinking of the patient that you visited, Bob, who had the dog biscuits, because in a small way, she was able to be important to the dog because she was a provider of those treats to the dog. And that's what you found as you went and visited with Leda, isn't it? Yeah, that's exactly what I found. And there's one thing I do want people to consider here. My visits with Layla have been positive for residents in Mountain Lake, a real bonus to their life, I think. And I think Layla has grown, believe it or not, to enjoy the laps of these seniors. Remember, she's a senior too, and this is her age group. These yeah, are her peers. Totally. But it's also been an incredible experience for me, one that I'm really glad that I started six years ago. At first, I'll admit I was a little nervous around people with Alzheimer's because the disease can be scary, yeah. and people with dementia are often confused or even combative. But once you get past that and realize they do have a disease, it's just really rewarding getting to know them and perhaps giving them a small bit of comfort through your dog. I would recommend anyone listening to this with a dog who has a senior center nearby to consider taking their pet to get therapy training or just get approved for visits like Layla was. 
and volunteer at your local senior center if they're looking for volunteers. It's been an incredible experience for me and an incredible experience for Layla too. It makes such a difference. I totally agree. I started volunteering at senior centers when I was back in high school. We used to do these uh, touring talent things. And I occasionally was able to bring later in life when I did it, my dog Maui to some centers in Northern Virginia. And she was definitely not a therapy dog, but she is a lot like Layla. She's something you can put in your arms and it's not super intimidating. And uh, they could gently pet her and made a difference. And you can just see that connection. It's so cool. And did Maui enjoy it too? Yes, of course. Well, these dogs love attention. So they can connect with, my wife says, I, I have a thing for old ladies, old lady humans and old lady dogs. And uh, they really do connect. Because of course, most of the residents of these places are in fact women. And so I would urge your listeners to consider doing what you and I have done, James. Well, thank you so much, Bob. That was a fantastic piece there and really interesting to go with you and experience mm -hmm. the visits in, in BC. Yeah, it's my pleasure, Claire. Before I go, I do want you to hear one more clip, something else Elsie said to me, something that sticks. I asked her what she thought dogs bring to the people up there at Mountain Lake. I don't know. They just give you something that people don't give you. I guess it's called... Uh, uh, unconditional love. Oh, I love it. She is great. Wonderful. Yeah. Unconditional love. Claire, I love it. It is, in fact, what dogs are constantly giving to us. And that's such an awesome, touching piece. And I hope you will consider volunteering at a local organization and helping patients either with dementia or just people who are a little older and probably would like to have a little contact with your pooch. I think the really encouraging thing as well that I took away from this piece is certainly in Bob's experience, the bar to entry is quite low. This is not something that you have to spend years or lots of money getting your dog prepared and getting the qualifications for. Mm -hmm. You can just go through quite a simple test, find out if they're suitable for it, and then take it from there, which is wonderful. Well, that is all the time we have for today's episode. I want to thank you for bringing us along with you on your walk. And if you enjoyed today's episode, then please do follow along in your podcast app. And I always ask it, but, you know, it's an important thing. If you're out in the dog park, if you're talking to fellow dog lovers, and we all do it all the time, please mention Dog Edition to them because, one, we know that they would enjoy it, but two, it also helps our program grow. And I have a personal request, Jim. Yes. I'm just going to put this out there because I've now been doing this show for, I think it's like eight or nine episodes or something. I'd love a review on a podcast app, please. Could somebody do that? Because it would just make my week. It would be really, really good. So if someone could do that by the time we record next time. Yes, go to your favourite podcast app and just say you like the show yeah and if you would like to share with us any other thoughts or ideas for future episodes you can reach us on our website at dogedition.com and that's the place where you can get all the links to follow us in whatever podcast app you prefer and i want to let you know we have a whole bunch of other shows at dog podcast network and you can learn more about those at dogpodcastnetwork.com i'm claire mansell in ottawa canada and i'm james jacobson in maui hawaii Thank you so much for joining us again. On behalf of all of us here at Dog Podcast Network, I'd like to wish you and your dog a very warm aloha. Aloha. 
Is artificial intelligence going to change veterinary medicine? Well, it already has. Right now on Dog Cancer Answers, we're speaking with Dr. Kelly Deal of Morris Animal Foundation about how AI is impacting veterinary research and the practice of medicine itself. That's on Dog Cancer Answers. Get it wherever you get your podcasts or at dogcancer.com slash podcast.